Hi, I'm Steve Westerly, and this is Beneficial Intelligence, a new weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. This week, good enough. Finding out when something is good enough is not easy. It's a leadership task, and it's easy to get it wrong. In some cases, you need the highest quality. I like good tools as much as the next guy. And in some cases, I have gone out and bought high-powered German precision engineering tools. In other cases, I just needed something that was good enough. I just built a little fence in our backyard. And I was sorely tempted to go out and buy a high-powered compressor-driven nail gun but it would actually be overkill for my project. So I used my judgment and I decided that what was good enough was a little electrical nail gun from the discount building supply store. Now, this tool will not allow me to build a house or a barn or something big, but it was good enough for the task I had. I fly small aircraft. And in aviation, we need something that has the absolute highest quality. So I could go to the discount building supply store and buy an M8 Bolt for a few cents. But if I go to the, if I need it for my aircraft, then it's going to cost me several dollars. And the reason is that for my bolt, the bolt for my aircraft, I'm absolutely sure that it has the highest quality. It has been tested. It has been measured. I'm sure that it has the quality that I need for a bolt that affixes the propeller to my aircraft. Some IT organizations have restrictions that makes it easy for them to figure out what is good enough. Because if you work in pharmaceuticals or in aerospace, then you have rules and regulations that you have to adhere to. In the rest of IT, we have a lot of standards, but unfortunately, none of them are mandatory. Which means that it remains a judgment call which standards will we apply and what is good enough. Southwest Airlines was just in the news this week because they had something that obviously they thought was good enough. On Monday, their weather um, data feed was down, so the aircraft couldn't fly. Now, it wasn't really necessary to ground all of Southwest's aircraft. All pilots have little apps on their phones that will provide weather data. But if you're not prepared, if you haven't thought through this situation and you have procedures for an alternate feed of weather data, then, well, when your one feed goes down, well, then you're stuck. Next day, disaster struck again. Now they had network problems. These network problems meant that they couldn't connect from the airports to the central reservation system. 
If you don't know who's on the plane, you can't fly. Again, there could have been an alternative. They could have had a prepared procedure. They might have have been able to print out passenger manifests centrally and fax them to the airports. They could have created uh, password-protected encrypted PDF files and emailed them. Lots of options were available, but they had decided that one network was good enough. In 2016, they had another outage, and that one cost them about 2,000 cancellations, which turned out to be about $54 million. This time, over Tuesday over Tuesday and Wednesday, they had about 800 cancellations, plus the thousands and thousands of delays. So it would be fair to say that that's probably cost them, say, $20 million. Now, if you're expecting the network outage the probability of that to be, say, 0.1%. That means, you know, $20 times 0.1% means that you can only spend $20,000 on avoiding that. So if your judgment is that there is a 0.1% risk of a network outage, then it doesn't make sense to spend a lot of money. On the other hand, if you're expecting a net, uh, a probability of a network outage to be, say, 5%, then suddenly it makes sense to spend a million dollars on an alternative network or on alternative procedures so you can be sure that you can keep running. So there are some judgment calls involved here. But deciding what is good enough requires you to balance what is the saving you get from going with a cheap solution and what is the risk, what is the potential cost. If you're only looking at the savings, if you're only looking at, ah, this is this is going to be expensive to have another network, and you're not looking at the other side, what is it going to save, or what is it going to cost us if we don't do it, then you're taking a half decision. You say, I want this part, I want the savings, but you're not taking any, you're not considering what will happen if the um, if something bad happens and your good enough solution proves to be, well, not good. So it is your job as the CIO or CTO to make sure that your organization makes these judgment calls correctly. It's your guidance that permeates through the organization. You need to make sure that every architect, every person making a serious architectural decision knows what are the absolute rules, what are your rules and recommendations, what are your uh, procedures, what are, what do you have to adhere to, regulations, privacy, uh, access regulations, etc. And you need to make sure that these everybody will make a judgment call based on the calculation of what is the saving and what is the cost if this goes wrong. It's your task to make sure that everybody knows what you consider good enough. Thank you for listening to Beneficial Intelligence, a weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. If you like the content, please spread the word. If you have comments, please get in touch. My contact information is in the show notes. See you next week.